0: I am mm, DB to the rescue.
1: I am DB. What would we do without you? Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Wendy Bolsby and Melissa Kirscher. Welcome, dear listeners, to Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am Melissa, and I am joined from afar, by always, by my intrepid co-host... Wendy! I just gestured at the microphone as if you could see it, so... From across the nation, Wendy. I could. I did. (laughs) And and Wendy and I tonight are joined by a very special friend of ours, David. Hello. We call him the captain. That's me. (laughs) So, (laughs) David... Tell us a little bit about yourself, just as you know, like a brief little intro to our our listeners. Oh my a gosh! Thumbnail sketch.
0: Brief. Um, my name is David. Um, i uh, boy. Brief. So I teach geography, uh, mm-hmm. human geography, which focuses on cultures around the world and how humans make meaning in their lives. Um, and I also teach physical geography, um, which is you know earth sciences, volcanoes, and storms, and that type of thing. Uh, University of Saint Thomas. Uh, I also teach uh, part time over at Metropolitan State University, and I also teach map making, uh, cartography, or GIS, depending on kind of what class you take. And I've been a geek for a long time. Um, Yes,
2: yes. Was uh,
0: first time I was fired. From a job ever was because I took the first uh, Convergence Weekend off without permission, and they fired me, but it was so worth it.
2: Oh my God, (laughs) you didn't get
1: permission? Awesome.
0: I I asked for permission six months ahead of time, and it was a big loss too, because it was Green Mill pizza.
1: Oh, 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 the Green Mill, I see, Mm. I see. So so David is smart and but also a very big Marvel geek which is why today mm-hmm. we are talking about Captain America Civil War. Yes. Yes because yes. because it just opened and we'd like to talk about it. And so we will delve probably fairly quickly into spoiler territory but not immediately. We'll we'll give like Oh, not immediately. Oh. Just a, you know, we'll give just a couple minutes and give them an aperitif if they have not seen uh-huh. the movie. And then we'll like give a spoiler warning and then just go for it. All right, that sounds okay. good. Okay. Yes, yes. Spoiler, spoiler, so, spoiler. Yeah, yeah. So this will go up probably a couple weeks later. Give people a chance a couple of weeks, give them a chance to see the movie on their own and then Who who hasn't seen it? Get on us people. <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay, first yeah. off, <laughs> where do we put it in our lineup of, of MCU movies? Like, just out of curiosity, because oh. I've got it right near the top.
1: Well, well I'm thinking uh, it's right after this glass of fine glass of whiskey that I am drinking.
2: Because oh. uh. we haven't
1: talked about our drinks yet. <laughs> yeah, you're Let's right. Let's do that first. So um, I am drinking Bushmills whiskey once again, because I have a giant bottle with a handle on it, and uh, I'm going to drink that. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. David, what are you drinking?
0: I'm drinking the always classy straight up vodka, straight out of the bottle with no ice. Awesome.
1: Oh God, way to go.
0: <laughs> I know, right?
1: It was New Amsterdam vodka too, which is a pretty decent budget vodka.
0: Pretty decent. Yes, less burny than most vodka. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you don't want to feel the burn.
1: Yeah, New New Amsterdam vodka and gin can be had for uh, a, a small amount of money and uh, are not as painful as most things in that price range. Mm,
0: very good effects. Very good effects. <laughs> I like feeling the burn. And this is a political statement as well, I guess.
2: All right. Oh, excellent. Um, I am drinking a Contus. Ac- acintus. Ac- I don't know. It's, it's red wine. Okay. It's, it's a 50-50 Tempranillo and Cabso. Oh, wow. Fancy. I quite like it. It is a product of Spain. It was imported by, by way of San Antonio. So, you know. <laughs> so, I've got a red wine.
1: Excellent. That's
2: what it is. It's a varietal. Wow.
1: Fancy. Fancy. So that's, that's just a, a fancy word for, eh, we had like half batches of both of these. We'll just mix them together and sell it. Yeah. Mm. Wow. What do we got for
2: leftovers? These people <laughs> won't care.
1: <laughs>
2: it's like they know me. Well, it's,
1: it's like recycling, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle, drink the leftovers. They're
0: mm. yep. like, <laughs> Americans, who cares? Just give them whatever, throw in a barrel, tell them it's from
1: Europe. If it has a fancy label, they'll drink anything. Did you see that Budweiser is
2: renaming their beer America?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> America!
0: <laughs>
2: Fuck yeah. What are you drinking? America. America. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to drink that. I feel like they should just call it Mirka. Like They should, yeah.
1: M-E-R-K-A. What are you drinking? Merka? They should be- Merka.
0: They,
1: they should do that just because they can- they can trademark that. They can't trademark America. Oh, yeah. But they could trademark America. Someone needs to. I don't to. know.
2: Somebody needs to. If yeah. there's if there's a trademark out standing on that, that's somebody's missed opportunity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Right now, you need to start just making moonshine right out of your bathtub and just start calling it America. You'll make billions.
2: <laughs> we offer so much valuable business, really business advice on this show. I don't... Oh, we should
0: That's get true.
1: kickbacks. We really should. We should. Mm. Well,
0: as far as you know, we don't, but...
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, I think our our listeners probably drink as much as we do and therefore lack some motivation. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that, is, that is not a view upon you, listeners. That is not a... No, no listeners no, are no fine. No judgment. Yes. No judgment. There's no, a reason we like no you. No judgment. No judgment.
2: I mean, come on. We are. T- you're talking about me where I'm looking at my to-do list and on it is... Pillow Fort Boozy Binge-Watching Party. Like, that's on my to-do
1: list. Wow. That is like a 1960s monster movie title right there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's a guy in a gorilla suit in that movie.
0: Yeah, just add a beach party to that.
1: Yeah, It's a 70s slasher film. Oh, that could be it. Pillowfort
2: yes. Boozy Binge Watching Party.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, part part two would be that one, yeah. And
1: yeah. and uh featuring in the background like a teenage George Clooney or something like that. Yes. You know, he
0: wasn't doing much as a teen anyway. Yeah. You know, it was much older before he started getting any notice. So Oh,
1: that's true. And uh I mean one of his first major things was Return of the K- Killer Tomatoes.
0: Oh my gosh, really? Yes. How old was he?
1: Oh, he was yeah. pretty young. He's oh, pretty he, was young. In,
2: he was 20s, but he was still like early 20s. Yeah, yeah. He
0: was well, with, in- the, with the de-aging technology, he could still do teen movies now, right? As we saw from, uh, you know, Captain America. America Civil, yes, Civil War. Civil Nice Way to, bring, nice it way to bring, it bring it around. Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: Very nice. Very okay,
2: nice. To get back to my question, though, where oh, yeah. do we... I am curious. Where do you guys put this in your lineup of favorite MCU movies?
1: Hmm. Like...
2: For me, it's kind of near the top. Like, I, I put it right up there with Avengers.
0: What's above it when you say it's near the top? Does that mean nothing well, is above it?
2: It means that I have a hard time deciding. Mm. <laughs> like, I, I love Ant-Man a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But there's more drama to this, so I put it above Ant-Man, mm-hmm. right? I l- fucking love Iron Man 3, and anybody who has a problem with that or disagrees with me, <laughs> we could have a conversation. I think Iron Man 3 is the- fucking bomb. I Well, so, I don't want to fight so you. Deep, so it's so deep, just agree. so many layers. But this has got again, this has got this has got so many characters, so many things to enjoy. Like the only thing it really compares to is Avengers in terms mm. of scope and size. And
0: it has more I, Avengers than Avengers, right? It's so it's kind of
2: It's it's this it's the Ultron I wanted. Although I yeah. did rewatch. I rewatched Ultron recently and it's not as bad as I remember. Like it's a better film than I remember it. But I don't want to talk about the whole MCU. I was just sort of curious like did we sure. all did we all love it?
1: I I liked Civil War a lot. It's definitely in the upper echelon of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Although my my tastes are kind of odd. Uh, Incredible Hulk ranks pretty high for me that is odd <laughs> I like, what's wrong I, with you i really like the incredible hulk movie i'm
0: blocking the, you on facebook right now oh,
1: <laughs> let's see <laughs> to be clear the ed norton one.
0: Oh, okay yeah, yeah, i take not, it back. no no no, no, no. no the, i take the, it back the, the,
1: the, 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 bear, the not angley one not angley okay is, yeah the angley one is persona non grata to me the, right. no well, i'm talking ed norton right
0: i'm friending um, you again on facebook That's okay
1: fine. awesome awesome one of
2: them is in the MCU and the other is not. Yes. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Which that's, again, another topic like, come on, people, let's figure out what's in the MCU before you start talking out your ass.
1: Yeah.
0: People have trouble trouble tracking that.
1: And that is why I wrote them down on a whiteboard before we started talking.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be, I think that's a really <laughs> yeah. legitimate thing to cover uh, in this conversation. Not immediately, but I think yeah. it's really legitimate.
1: Well, I mean, we. you know what? Let's start out- with that. You know, just really really quickly, mm. the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the 3 Iron Man movies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the 2 Thor movies, yeah. Incredible Hulk, the one with Ed Norton, mm-hmm. Yes. Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. Ant-Man, yep. Mm-hmm. The 2 Avengers movies, yeah. And the Captain America movies. And um all the Captain America movies too. All the Captain America movies, yes. Yeah. I think I started to say that and then we we uh got distracted.
0: Mm. Oh, I might have left off on ranking uh on ranking you were asking where this ranks. Yeah,
1: for me um yeah. yeah, definitely upper echelon. I still have not seen Ant Man.
2: Oh still. Melissa,
1: so in your so in your wheelhouse. Oh, I, know. I know. Isn't I, it just I've been amazing? Saving it. I've been saving it. Um I was going to catch up with that and Dark World over the weekend. I did get to Dark World.
0: Oh, uh, I like Dark World a lot, I, you but know not what? to cut you off.
1: I think I think I like Dark World better than the first Thorn.
0: I did, absolutely. I think I, I think that was a lot of fun. Absolutely.
1: Uh Age of Ultron did literally put me to sleep, but in my defense, yeah. I uh did also do a transatlantic flight that day. So
0: You know, it put me to sleep and I was in a the theater with shouting people. So there's you know
1: I like the vision a lot, so that's yeah. That that is why it's like, I'm surprised, I like the vision. <sighs> Oh, Age of Ultron.
2: Oh oh, man. Okay, are we talking about the whole MCU this episode? Are we talking just about Civil War? Because I I
1: think we're going to mostly talk about Civil War, but we're zoning in on it. Yeah, I I think I was
0: saying to Melissa earlier. It's really difficult to to not talk about the whole MCU because if you think about it, you know the Iron Man movies and the Thor, and like they're all sequels to into this because they all come together, right? It's
1: true. It's true. They're they're also interwoven.
2: I'm going to so help me God. Let's oh. talk about this movie. Because oh, yeah, I don't so, want yeah. poor Melissa to have a nightmare of editing on her hands.
0: You're right. You're right. <laughs> let's true, focus here, and then maybe we'll branch off later. Yes, Excellent absolutely. idea. Well, let me just put it where, where I rank it really quickly. I think – I mean, I really liked the first Avengers, and I would still put the first Avengers above this. For me, Winter Soldier I would even still put above this because I – to me, hand-to-hand combat that is really well done and where you could see each hit, to me, Winter Soldier had a lot more of this. And this just had, although I liked the story and the drama and the conflict, and I felt that was all really well done. I liked the, you know, how anxious Tony Stark was and all of all the angst. The fight scenes for me were a little, like, punchy and people fly through the sky. A little too much like the X-Men movies where we just have a lot of people yeah. flying around. And to me, I mean, I know that's what superheroes do. But in Winter Soldier, there's just uh, the the fight scenes, like the fight scene in the elevator alone was just incredible.
1: Winter Soldier is is a very nice balance of the, we'll bring in all the things and Mm. keeping it to a core story. Mm -hmm. Whereas a, a lot of the other movies like Age of Ultron, Civil War has a little bit of the, oh, there's so many things going on in the scene. It's like. I start to not care anymore cuz it's so yeah. scattered. But uh Ultron
0: 2, I think that was Ultron's yeah, kind of that, downfall. Yeah,
1: Ultron's big downfall was that. Yeah. But Winter Soldier is a very tight story. Iron Man 3 is a very tight story. I really like Incredible Hulk as I said before. Guardians of the Galaxy is clean as a whistle. Yeah. As is the Avengers I those would I just, would
0: I would put Guardians of the Galaxy myself above Civil yeah. War yeah. and I would I would tie Civil War with thor dark world for me because i really had a great time with thor dark world yeah it
2: was fun okay it was fun okay that's good to know that's good to know it's good to know all the different ways you're wrong but it's (laughs) good to know
1: yeah i think i think (laughs) i think for for me not necessarily my favorites but i think the two movies that are so incredibly polished and so well done are guardians of the galaxy and the avengers those are like Mm. just perfect they're they're perfection they're just like when you you see
2: ant-man I think you're going to add number three to that. Oh, that's
1: very possible, and I, would I, I don't doubt that because Ant Man. I like the character a lot. I like the I like the the comics, and mm-hmm. I like Paul Rudd. Or no, yeah, that's Paul oh, Rudd. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's not, Paul Rudd. not only is it Paul Rudd, but I mean he's. Like, he's aged really well, like, he's looking like a leading man, yeah. and, and he still has his comedy chops, which is kind of like, you know, how often does that come together?
1: And, and I always tend towards comedy anyway, so, I I mean, Ant-Man is totally up my alley.
0: Well, if you think of, um, for anyone who hasn't seen Ant-Man, if you think about just the scenes with him in Civil War, mm-hmm. it's the same. It's him just, like, being hilarious at his powers, right, and just having a good time, and uh, I rewatched it last night, so it's very fresh on my mind.
2: Mm-hmm. Ant-Man has Richard Pena. i love him i love him so but let's talk about civil let's talk
1: about war. okay so spoiler territory oh yeah okay dear listeners this is now not a spoiler safe zone
2: we all we cannot control what we might talk about what What? okay
1: This is the best fucking Spider-Man. I will just say that right now. Absolutely, yes. absolutely,
2: yes. Absolutely. yes. <laughs> and I fucking loved Andrew Garfield. I, I did.
1: I like Garfield. Hmm. I really like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. I did I still it at first. Fondness for those movies, but th- both of those actors are still like that person as Spider-Man. That's true. And this was like that's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. That is just that is Spider-Man come to life off of the comics page. That is. Perfect Spider-Man.
0: And does this mean that we get to skip in the next Spider-Man movie yet another origin story? Yes. W- wouldn't that be great to skip?
1: Yes. Good God! We've
2: yes. It. We got an origin story literally in five minutes, and yes. I was so happy. That's what we need. Yes. I don't need to see it again. I understand. Let's just move forward, please. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, and don't give me like. I hope they don't go backwards on that. I hope they just me move too. forward and have him like just. Hi, I'm Spider-Man. Let's just do it. I love that he's so much younger.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he's actually a kid. Yeah,
0: which is how it's supposed to be, right?
2: Well, and in a field of men, Mm -hmm. it really gives you a different vibe. Like, it's part of why I like Ant-Man, because Ant-Man is coming... He's not a hero. He has a criminal background. So when you bring him in, he's got an aesthetic that is... um, Because you've got a nice mix between, you know, Tony and Mm -hmm. Steve. And then if you add Thor in, right? Mm Because I still, even though he wasn't in this, I still think of him in there. Sure. But these are all very people who are mature, people who know who they are. And Ant Man brings in more of a sense of, I'm kind of just winging it, right? I guess I'm a superhero. And then you add Spider Man being that young, and that has a whole other thread that we can really follow and appreciate.
0: Yeah, you're right, because I hadn't I connected it before, but Ant-Man and Spider-Man both are They're characters who are discovering who they want to be and kind of deciding who they want to be, even though one, you know, obviously Ant-Man is older, but he's like, you know, I want to be this person who does these things and who, you know, looks out for my kid and things. He's trying to make himself. Whereas Captain America and Thor, like, they just full on are who they are, right? Like, there's no, I don't want to say there's no character development, but there's no questioning of their kind of inner self. Whereas Spider-Man, he's a kid and you don't know who you are as a kid, right? Right. Right. Ah, Fascinating.
2: I mean, and I really loved how they played, how that whole scene played. Like, you really get, like, an intro scene with Spidey, and then the fight with Spidey. And that was perfect. Mm -hmm. What I give mad props to is this was as artfully and carefully balanced as Avengers, where there were so many pieces going on, and yet every character had... Um, some kind of arc they right. from the beginning to the end they were in a different place and for Spidey that arc was encapsulated with I just want to impress Mr. Stark ah. yes
1: <laughs> under ruse I, I I love the the actor playing Spider-Man and I'm sorry I don't have his name in front of me he's mm. perfect mm. and he, he just has that that youthful energy he's he's Very clearly smart and yet awkward as hell. Yeah,
0: super nerdy, right? Yeah, super, super
1: nerd. Super Like,
2: like, And I love that while some of his banter was, you know, a little bit snarky, a lot of it was just like, are those carbon wings? Wow, the tensile strength on that must be like, just, like, he can't help but talk to these people. This
0: shield doesn't follow the laws of physics at all. (laughs) Yes. We know that, kid. We know.
1: Oh, yes.
2: But you also see that, like, here is this kid, and he is holding his own. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're really establishing Spider-Man as a force to be reckoned with. And you can see that the the Avengers who are fighting him are like, what the actual hell? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved, loved, loved Spider-Man. I loved um, carrying out from that. I loved the dialogue in this. Th- that is a mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. benchmark for me with any film is when I can walk out and I remember moments because of what was said, like Ultron, there are a few in there. Yeah. It's like Mm. Ultron hits
1: a couple of very good scenes, but the rest of it was kind of a mess. Like for for whatever reason, like when the, the bar scene and the opening sticks with me more than the rest of the movie, there's something kind of wrong. Because (laughs) that's
2: where the characters, like the, the dialogue is really natural. Yeah. And this movie nailed the dialogue. Yeah. it's because good dialogue nails the characters mm. and that's why it sticks you remember the whole scene where tony is talking to spidey because tony is being tony and spidey is being spidey and so tony of course is like damn your aunt's hot <laughs> which <laughs> you you remember the moment but you remember the moment because that's a real moment
0: well, and it also matches up with how, how Spidey is always looking for a father figure, right? Someone who's also a scientist, someone who, you know, like that happened with Doc Ock, for example, right? Right, or right. He really wants someone who's – I mean, that sort of thing that really stood out to me in, in watching this was how much these superheroes – how much they're all just such loners who find a group, right? I mean, because mm-hmm. they are Captain America, even, even though he's in the army. And he mentions during this movie, he's like, you know what? Even though I was in the army, I was still just kind of by myself on my own in Spider-Man. And they're all, uh, I don't want to say outcasts, but they kind of are. You know, they're all these loners who finally find someone who has at least some similarities, right?
2: Right. Oh, that's a great segue to one of my favorite scenes. Sure. <laughs> when Widow... Mm-hmm. When she comes to the funeral, yeah, for oh, Peggy, oh. and none of the other Avengers are there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which I was like that, like, hmm, that's an interesting choice. I don't, hmm, but she comes, and initially Steve is just talking to her about the Accords because he's like, oh, you're here to talk to me about this thing that is a big crisis for all of us, and they go through their little conversation and. And she's like, Well, you know all this already. Like she said, All nothing's like they talk through it, but she's like, You nothing's changed. You know all this already. And he says, Why are you here? And she says, I didn't want you to be alone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was so powerful because, like, like I said, in terms of character arc, it does in that one line, it does so much work for the relationship between this two that's already been established in prior movies. Mm-hmm. It does so much work on the ties that are binding all of them together and why this civil war will be so awful. But it also reminds you how much the rest of them, like, they look up to Steve, they follow him when he leads, mm-hmm. but how much all of them are bunkered and in their own little silos of whatever... of who they are. And she reached out and I loved it. I loved mm-hmm. that moment.
0: Well, and it's great too, because it, it, you know, that, that background was firmly established in uh, winter soldier when, you know, they were on the run, but they came together and I, you know, that started out with them not trusting each other at all. And I mean, it, it's just one of those things where she had such a character who was distrustful and used to lies. And he's such a character who's not. And so they were able to come together in that way where, They were kind of for the first time someone that the other person could trust. And now that they continued that bond in Civil War, um, I mean, I thought it was a great character moment. Mm
1: -hmm. Very, very interesting the way that they're building up Black Widow, especially. That's right. Has it been announced there's
0: going to be a Black Widow movie?
1: Yeah, that's what I saw. (sighs) Finally. Finally. I did love, I mean, for all the struggles that DC has been having in its entertainment with. You know, in its movies in particular, it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I don't know if anybody's ready for a Wonder Woman movie. And, And Marvel's like... Boom, let's do a Black Widow movie finally, and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, let's make uh, Black, you know, keep pumping her up in the uh, uh, Avengers and Captain America movies. And, you know, by the end of Winter Soldier, you have a Mm. whole new super team that is, like, token white guy, a bunch of other diverse characters. Yes!
0: Fantastic, yeah. Yes! Yes!
1: And and here's Black Panther, boom, and...
0: (laughs) <laughs> well, and I think people's doubts about women having strong characters or leading a franchise are slowly melting away. I mean, anyone who saw Batman versus Superman would not have questions about whether there should be a Wonder Woman movie because she was great. She was great and powerful in it. Yeah. And, you know, Black Widow, I also have a feeling that it seems like Marvel does all these movies in threes. Not that they're not the only one who does movies in threes, but you know, there's three Iron Mans, and even though we keep on seeing Iron Man, there's not gonna I highly doubt there'll be an Iron Man three. This is the third or Captain Iron America. Iron Man, what you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so I feel like uh doing a Black Widow, having uh the branch of Marvel movies where it's gritty realism and it's someone who doesn't have like fantastical powers but has somewhat realistic, you know, where real humans can identify with them in their fights. I feel like she's going to kind of take up the gauntlet of the Captain America franchise, in a way. That's how I see it. Yeah,
1: I'm thinking that would be kind of veering off almost into Bond territory. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's what we need because Ant Man is a heist film. Yeah. Like,
2: oh, yeah. We need a Bond film. Like, that's the thing. They're, the true MCU understands that not all the, that even though, yes, these are superhero films, superhero isn't a genre, it is a setting. Mm hmm. Like, the genre is the type of story being told. Is it it, a drama? Is it a comedy? Is it Hmm. a noir? Is it a heist? Is it a spy film? A truly diverse universe has room for different types of films.
1: And I feel like now they're getting it. Like, they're going there. I'm so excited. I'd like to see them go back to Hulk because Hulk could almost Hmm. be, because that's like, that's your werewolf story.
0: I agree. I mean, it, I mean, it's not necessarily
1: yeah. horror, but it still has that.
0: Uh, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. There's Dr. all kinds Jekyll of great Mr. things going on there.
1: I mean, we're getting Doctor Strange, so we're kind of going into the gothic and the magic and the, mm-hmm. and and all that angle. And
0: we'll see how that goes, though. It seems like those don't quite pick up that well, like well, Ghost Rider we'll we'll and Blade, into, and you know, we'll get
1: into that later. But, we'll get but get oh, sorry, that, sorry, but those are in the apocrypha. Sorry, <laughs> we'll get into
2: that later. No, yeah, that, no. those are
1: different studios. Let's like, come
2: back to Civil War because there. Seriously, yeah. a lot to talk about there here. There is, there is. It is such a dense text to use English teacher
1: jargon. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it is very dense. There's a lot so going on. So much to there. unpack. Mm. I mean, it's not just that big central scene. By the way, guys, I had to pee so bad. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, so by, by the time that we got to the 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 uh, the big airport scene, oh, where yeah. like, everything is happening, as a long scene, and you know. You know that scene. Oh, You're yeah. Going, okay. Okay. This has got to be a climax of some sort. I will wait through it. There's got to be credits soon. you know. Mm. And then it ended and it's like, oh, it's going on. Ha. I'm going to go pee now. And then I checked my clock when I was, um, you know, in the bathroom. It's like, holy shit, there's another 45 minutes. Ha. I know, right? Yeah, Good yeah. God. <laughs> well, like that
2: leads, like, I don't care if we're going out of order. Um, oh, yeah. Because that leads into the ending. Like, we got to the end. And I'm like, okay, I feel like this is wrapping up because we've got, like, Iron Man has figured out Cap was right. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay,
2: he's coming, he's joined Cap and Bucky. They found the bad guy. And the four big bads that we were all worried about, well, they're not coming out. So, Mm -hmm. okay, we're wrapping up. And I literally was sitting there going, okay, we're getting towards the end. Wait a minute. There's the scene from the trailer where Cap and Iron Man are fighting each other, yeah. and we haven't seen that yet. Mm-hmm. So, what the actual fuck is about to happen?
0: Yeah, every now and then I, I would kind of think that, I would say to myself, okay, did they do those things where they show things in the trailer that there is not going to be in the movie that was cut out or something maybe? Or is there still going to be this going on? And yeah, sure enough, they still just kept on going. Every, I mean... The, uh, all these movies, especially the one we're talking about, like to flip things on their head, right? As soon right. as you think it's going one way, they're like, nope, we're going the other way. And they're like, okay, so you're going this way. It's like, "No, nope, we're going back. You know?
1: <laughs> also, I was like, you know, just as I'm thinking about it I would like to congratulate the movie for hiring the creepy German Nazi dude ha! from Inglorious Bastards as yeah. one of their bads.
0: Yes, I think yeah. his character's name was Zemo or Mil- Milo or something. Zemo. Yeah. Z- Zemo. 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 And
1: he was he was terrific. I
2: do want somebody to take, make a quick gif for me, Melissa, mm-hmm. maybe, of um, the two of them getting ready to fight, right? Right before they go into full-on, like, blows, and one of them just looking at the other and going, Martha. And then they fight. Ha! <laughs> love for that to like it to be the opposite of Batman versus Superman instead of fight 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 Martha done it'd be like what 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 Martha fuck you it's on
0: (laughs) hey before we get too far off the topic can we all just admit that we did not recognize that guy until he spoke German that we're all just like who is that guy oh I was sitting there going "Mm, I know you I (laughs) I know you and he speaks (laughs) German (laughs) and we're like that's right he's that Nazi
2: (laughs) I knew it he's the creepy German Nazi motherfucker Side note, did we all see somebody did a uh, photoshop of replacing the act Sebastian Stan who plays Bucky? Mm -hmm. They did a replacement and put his face onto young Luke Skywalker, and it's a fucking dead ringer. Hmm. I could see
0: that. I could see that. Like,
2: it's all over on my feed on Facebook today. So Hmm. I feel like. There are
1: opportunities there. I now, I just call Bu- hmm. I just call Bucky. Lost uh, a ni- off, off
0: hand. Oh sorry.
1: <laughs> I just call Bucky the '90s emo superhero because he looks like he walked out of Nirvana. Oh, he did. Oh. He really did. Because that's all I see when I look at him. I really love the character. <laughs> I feel like the actor's kind of flat, but that's just mm, me. yeah. But here's, there's something the thing, going on there. When you see interviews
2: with the other characters, mm-hmm. like. Chris Evans has a surplus of personality. So does Chris Hemsworth and of mm-hmm. course RDJ, yeah. um, Scarjo, mm-hmm. even Jeremy Renner. When you see interviews with Sebastian Stan, it is like somebody it's like somebody trained him how to answer like in Bull Durham. Like he just gives the <laughs> party line and he does not deviate and he doesn't show any personality. So on the one hand, I enjoy watching him. I because at this point, I am carrying forward a lot of goodwill from the first Civil War, from the first Captain America movie because yeah. he was so warm and likable in that. Mm-hmm and then in um
0: he was still pretty in, understated and you know like uh, his character even and even then was was not you know super charismatic as you would say he was um i don't well, know i mean i mean as, as
1: as a person whose brain has been scrubbed maybe that's appropriate
0: well that's but what still. i thought in watching it but now hearing about interviews and stuff i'm kind of like eh, you know maybe he just doesn't have a high charisma score you know <laughs>
1: He he didn't roll well when he rolled his character.
0: Exactly. You know, I mean, that happens, right?
2: (laughs) But let's talk a little bit. This plot point bothered me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Knowing that Bucky has trigger words, Mm -hmm. which Bucky himself knows. He, like, it's not like he Yeah, once it
0: started, he knows what's happening, right?
2: Like, he is completely aware, and he was able to report later, he spoke the words. So Bucky is aware that he has trigger words. Mm -hmm. Bucky recognized the journal when he pulled it out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where did the journal go and why wasn't okay Mm. like I understand that what they're going to do at some point is that journal will resurface and be the catalyst for something Mm -hmm. but why didn't Bucky tell Steve hey yo get the goddamn journal so we can deprogram me.
0: Honestly, that's why, uh, you know, I'll, I'll duck, but to say this, I'm Team Iron Man, you know, I know I go <laughs> by the captain and I've always been a huge fan of Captain America. And on most things I am, but in this movie, in this version, it's like, you know, no, Bucky is a weapon who kills people. And, you know, he needs to be controlled, not just protected. And I know he was set up in this one case and he says in the movie, you know, I don't do that anymore. I don't kill people anymore. But it's, it's one of those things where it's like, meh. You know what, Captain America? I know he's your buddy, but come on.
2: Well, he doesn't kill anymore when he is in control of himself. The problem is somebody else can be control of him. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes, yes, and also when he was in the the cage thing, and creepy German dude was reading to Mm -hmm. him. Why is why wasn't he doing the la 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 and not listening to la 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 la? And that uh, may be part of his programming. Could be.
0: Could be. Maybe all he could do was punch. At that mm, point.
2: Maybe. And that was why I was like, well, maybe he doesn't remember the words. Because it would be very easy for somebody to also include, once we get to the final word, you w- you will wipe your memory of even having heard the words. Mm. So, True. the fact that he even knows that there are trigger words, right? So, yeah. I'm, g- I'm going to, I loved when Tony said, hey, Manchurian candidate, stand ah. down. Yes.
1: <laughs> that was beautiful. But that no, you beautiful.
0: bring up a brilliant point about the contradiction in this movie when it comes to. The rationale of the civil war itself, because, uh, you know, the rationale of Captain America is, well, if we sign these accords, then, you know, what if they tell us to do something that we don't want to do that we think is immoral, we would have to do it. And he feels that way, because in the previous movie, that's basically what happened people who he didn't trust. He trusted uh, Nick Fury, who trusted Robert Redford. Mm-hmm. Who should not? You should not trust Robert Redford. Never
1: trust Robert. Oh Redford. come on, that is the Sundance Kid. You shut your whore ha. mouth. Uh uh-uh, uh 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 uh. Not since the two thousands. Don't, don't
0: trust Robert Redford. But it's a it's it's a contradiction though because you know, like I said, I, you can you can understand his reasoning on a personal level of like, well, you don't want you don't want people controlling what you do, but it's like you're protecting someone who who very you know very precisely what they do is controlled. And so the thing that you're fighting the Civil War over of, you know, well, we should always have the choice and whatnot, and we shouldn't sign these accords, when it comes down to it, it was just personal, right? It was, this is my buddy, and I'm just going to protect him, and that's it. No, no,
2: not just. Steve was looking around and going, yeah, it's my buddy, but why are we going to kill him, like, shoot first and ask questions later? And then as he looked into it, like, he was like, does nobody else think this is weird?
0: It's true. Right. I mean he, when they... he
2: was the first one to start going, I don't trust this on the face of it. And so that's what I really love about the movie is I don't call myself Team Cap or Team Stark because I'm in the middle because both sides have a point. Right? You can see where Tony's coming from. And what I love about this movie is that this is the moment where their arcs cross. You mm-hmm. have Oh Captain absolutely. Who has been upholding law and order? And you have Tony who's like, fuck you, I'm going to do what's right, which was literally what he was doing. Like in Iron Man 2, he told the, the, Department of Defense to, like, fuck off. You're just going to have to deal with the fact that I'm going to do what I want. Absolutely.
0: Well, I <laughs> and mean, now and they if cross. you want to talk about the if you want to talk about the other, you know, movies. But, yeah, all these movies, they try to turn it on their head, right? You watch Iron Man and you're expecting, yeah, we're going to blow up things. He's like, nope, I'm anti-weapons, you know? All the movies really like to take your expectations and turn it on its head. So that's right? why I think in Captain America Civil War, I think very specifically they're trying to – like push people to actually be on on stark's team and see his logic more like i well you keep on going but i still think captain captain's choices were very personal and weren't the the larger issue things yeah you disagree
2: i disagree because i see tony's side right we need more structure what they need is shield shield doesn't exist anymore but they need more structure oversight they need it's not even oversight, they need support. They need more people around them saying, This is what's important, go here. That we're gonna take care of. You don't need to bother with that. And then they also need, they coming need
1: administrative. In,
2: and they need mm. that they also need that support in terms of something bad just happened, we're gonna come in and help clear the people out of the way so that the battle isn't happening with mm-hmm. non-combatants standing around. They need a whole they need a whole organization around them, right? That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I also agree with Cap, especially when you know what Cap went through with Civil War, mm-hmm. with, um, pardon me, with Winter Soldier. Cap is like, I have already trusted one organization and it yeah. turned out this way. And he's got a very valid point. We see it all the time. Like, wait, so I'm going to see that something is going wrong. But because this company made an oil treaty with that company, we're not going to be allowed to go in and intervene. Mm-hmm. Even though people are dying on the ground.
1: Yeah, right? yeah. So
2: or so we're not allowed to intervene or you want us to go over here to help you overthrow a regime that is working just fine. Mm-hmm. Right. So I see Cap's point really hard, but I also see Tony's point really hard and that people are getting hurt. Uh And the one, again, the one part that I find frustrating, it's very true about the way the media reports things now. But the one thing I find frustrating is everybody's blaming the Avengers for Sokovia,
1: but nobody's
2: blaming Ultron.
1: Yeah. Like how
2: many more people would have died if they hadn't? That's like, true.
0: That's what I was when I was rewatching Ultron cuz you know like you said when, when they make that argument in Civil War uh, a big part of Civil War is, is about you know well look at what happened when the Avengers were here. And yeah, you look back and it's it's well that's I think part of the reason why Age of Ultron was unsatisfying too is because we don't know who to blame kind of because he was kind of made by Tony Stark but kind of not. He was kind of made by alien technology but kind of not. You know what I mean? And so I think that's part of the the dissatisfaction is people just kind of were unsure, you know, what, where blame goes, and maybe that's what war is like. You know, maybe you, that's what happens. Is there's a lot of a lot of, as they say, collateral damage, and a lot of people get hurt, right. and you and people feel, you know, an impotent rage, as they say, because they don't know. Well, who should I aim this at?
1: Well, all they know is. I have a relative who died. Yeah. And I need to take it out on somebody. I need well, to be able to point at something and say this is the cause. Isn't that interesting? And it almost doesn't matter who hit or what it is. I think you're you're hitting
0: on the like the main point of all these which is kind of a critique of vengeance and avenging, right? Well,
1: yeah. yeah. Because
0: that's avenging is a very personal I'm going after you know, I've been hurt, and I need to do something about it. And it's very non-specific, though, if you think about it. It's it's very... Well,
1: well it both is and isn't. Because, yeah. I mean, because Tony Stark is going, I have all this pain because my parents died. Mm-hmm. You! Yeah. And...
0: Avenging him, right? And, and now yeah. that
1: he has this laser point focus, it's like, now yeah. I can do something about that. Even though... You know, at the end, if he did take Bucky away, that wouldn't make the pain go away. Mm -hmm. It's just that in that moment, you lose yourself. I mean, it's the – you have lived inside this pain for so long. Once you find the cause of it, it's like that has to go away.
0: Yeah, I think the movie, when it comes to it, it's a critique of – Of the Avengers and Avenging, because even like when Black Panther at the end, he's out for vengeance for his dad being killed, right? And at the end, he's like, you know what? This is not how you should be motivated. This won't solve anything. You know, vengeance. I mean, I still honestly think this movie uh, is a critique of the Bush years and unilateralism, to be honest, and decision making (laughs) in a way that's not... Not democratic, right? That's not uh, a bunch of people coming together for the greater good in like in decision making process. I mean,
1: well, I um, I think there are a lot of touch points here, but go ahead, Wendy. Yeah, yeah. I would say one of the themes of this movie,
2: and that's when I when I say it's a dense text, that's what I mean. There's more than one theme, but one of the central themes, and it's really brilliantly articulated by that scene with Black Panther, is Mm -hmm. is vengeance and revenge and the cost of it.
1: Yeah, because
2: Mm -hmm. what sets cap off is people want revenge on bucky it's not about what bucky is going to do it is about what bucky has done Mm. and it's not Mm -hmm. about capturing him they want to kill him
0: yeah vengeance and that's it you're right
2: it, it is revenge on bucky if it had just been we've got to capture this guy cap probably wouldn't have gone wouldn't have stepped away yeah you've got iron man tony who is reacting to the fact that that woman is blaming him it is vengeance again you've got panther with the vengeance for Mm -hmm. his father like all the cost of revenge and where the where the avengers do best is when they are all together because they balance each other and they keep it from being about personal revenge they like when they listen to each other Right. So, yeah. And you're right, though. I mean, exactly. It's a critique of not just the Bushiers, like, specifically, like, that's what they intended, but governments that act unilaterally.
0: Well, and I think that's why the guy, you know, uh, his main motivation, I mean, obviously it was re- revenge and he didn't care who got, when I say the guy, I mean the, the Nazi guy. But when he said that, you know, he was going out for revenge, but it was very clear also he didn't care who else got hurt in the way. And again, that's yet another critique of, right, of vengeance. Yeah. Um, Look at how many
2: innocent people he killed just setting up the bomb that would implicate Bucky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the king of Wakanda died simply so he could lure Bucky out so he could get him. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and I think it's, it's like I said, a critique of the Bush years and about how vengeance, well, it, it's a great motivator and it feels really good in the moment, but it's kind of like Bush and- you know, oh, what was vengeance for 9-11? The Iraq war? What? It's I think it's a similar thing of like how who how who really got hurt in this vengeance? Was it the people that you're going after? You know what I mean? Like I really do think that it's all about who else gets hurt in the process outside of and that the fact that, oh, your vengeance didn't really happen in your whole entire endeavor, right? And I think that when he talks about his motivations were because, you know, I think we all thought he was going to set those uh, superhero, superpower people free who were in Siberia, Russia, right? Yeah. And then he goes there and it's like, nope, I killed him because I'm here to to destroy an empire, he says. When he says that, we're thinking, oh, America or, was, or the UN? What does he mean when he says I want to destroy an empire? And he means people with superpowers because they could do so much damage, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, you know, again, I think it's a critique on – on power structures, even though the guy was crazy and didn't care who got killed in the process, to him, just like everyone else, he thought he was doing for the greater good, right? Why, I'm going to kill off four superheroes and destroy the Avengers because of how much damage they can do when they think they're doing good because they're geared toward vengeance.
2: I love Black Panther.
1: Black Panther's pretty great.
2: I love what it says, that he is the one character clear-headed enough to step back. Yep. And Mm -hmm. say, no, this ends here. This ends with me. No. And then even stopping him from killing himself. No. You don't get to take the easy way out. You have to face justice. True justice.
0: Which is, you know, again, it's, you know, what is true justice? Well, that's a court system, which is a collective set of decision-making, not one person, right? And, uh, you know, I think that, it, again, it's a critique uh, of authoritarianism. Of you know hierarchy of empire of any nation or organization that has just a couple power players right who make all the decisions willy nilly or whatever. Um, I think it I you know I bet that people won't kind of pick it up, but I think this movie is a critique on how power plays out, and it's it suggests not not too subtly that. Perhaps these things should be collaborative. Perhaps there should be democratic processes, a court system, you know, things where we actually take our time to figure out the truths of things.
2: Yeah, because Tony, when Tony finds out the truth of what's going on, he's like, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And the fact that even the accords, like they are still being very reactionary. They are not listening to the evidence. They are not waiting. They are acting without waiting. They're like, we're going to shoot first and ask questions later. How is mm-hmm. that really any better? That's still going to lead to collateral damage. Really?
0: Well, and also, honestly, when it comes to, uh, there's this whole literature on post-colonialism and a critique of power structures. Mm-hmm. And so these accords being done in you know, yes, this African country that had all this all these people killed in it, but and even though Black Panther's great, it's like, well, what is the power structure of this country? Oh, it's a monarchy, Oh, it's not democratic in the process of what they've decided. Are we really holding this up to as an ideal because a monarchy? A functional monarchy, unless it's somehow parliamentary like Britain, well, that's just authoritarianism. That's just totalitarianism. That's just the same despotic one person has all the power. And okay, let's pretend that his dad was benevolent and was a great guy. It's still hierarchy. It's still not decision making by the people like that was very glossed over I wish they would have honestly addressed that a little bit more of like well what's the power structure of this country that we're kind of holding up as a great example of African power. Well this African movie power? was
2: already doing a hell of a lot. Yeah oh, I sure. was going to say
1: it would have made it even <laughs> It needs longer.
0: everything damn it. <laughs> Everyth- I'm well,
1: sorry. Well it, it does seem that we're going to get a Black Panther movie at some point too so yes, we I are. presume we'll go into that. We are. I've got, the, I've
2: got the phases pulled up so we can talk yeah. about it later, but we are going to yeah. get a Black Panther movie.
1: Because Civil War is the start of Phase 3, correct? Uh, this is the first one of Phase 3. Oh, I don't know, honestly. Yes,
2: it is. All um, right. Mm. But what I really like going, going off of this idea of collaboration is when you think about it, almost every member of the Avengers, every superhero gets a moment where they get to decide for themselves and act the way they feel is best.
1: Right. And that's mm-hmm.
2: terrific. You get that definitely with Hawkeye. You mm-hmm. get it with the Scarlet Witch. Um, you get it definitely with the Black Panther, definitely with Scarlet, with a Black Widow. She lets him go, right? And that's what I, I like about all of it is mm-hmm. that even though it's Cap versus Iron Man, that every other player is like, I still get to think for myself. Mm-hmm. And if we could just talk to each other, probably we could avoid all this. You know, you don't get like, Obviously, Ant Man—he just joined the team. He doesn't have as large of a stake in it yet. Mm-hmm. But I—I I love that. I loved the scene where where Hawkeye and and Widow were fighting mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. so hard for me because her name is Scarlet and there's the Scarlet Witch, but she's Black Widow, and I end mm-hmm. up just my the words, Scarlet Widow. Yeah, I keep wanting to call her the Scarlet Widow. Um, I love when they're fighting. Like, are you? Are we still going to be friends after this? Depends on how hard you hit me. Scar- and then the Scarlet Witch takes him down. You were pulling your punches. Uh, yeah. Like, everything that says about their friendship. And, uh, yeah, it was great mm. character building.
0: What do you think about, speaking of the Scarlet Witch... To me, I was conflicted about her the same way I I am about Winter Soldier, whereas, like, I felt like he kind of needed to be put down, even though he was innocent of recent things. I was, I, I felt like he was a danger, and she's a person who, she's a good person, sure, and she could do a lot of good, but... She seems not as firmly uh, in control of her powers. I mean, there's a reason that huge thing happened. And so my feeling when they went to free her, I was kind of like, well, yeah, she shouldn't be imprisoned, but – was it a prison? Was it? Uh, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm conflicted about her. Like I said, in a sim- similar way that I am about Winter Soldier. Well, what do you well, two think?
1: Well, I think I think Scarlet Witch um, is on a different level than Winter Soldier because Winter Soldier is literally you read words to him and he is yours to control. He's yeah. a and weapon. That, he he's is not a, a person, he is weaponized. He's a weapon. And and hmm. Scarlet Witch fucked up. You know, she, I mean, she made a mistake, and hmm. and that is it, it. And the reason that it was so impactful is just because she is extremely powerful yeah well but let's look at the mistake and, but that she's, she made. she's young and she's you know somewhat inexperienced and she is going to mess up every once in a while i mean and she very clearly knows the consequences of those actions and and she feels that mm-hmm. so i think that's very different than what the winter soldier is going through hmm. but let's look at the mistake she made yeah A bomb was going off. She was
2: trying to control it. She realized she couldn't control the blast anymore and was trying to move it as far out of the way as quickly as she could. That's true. She got it away from the people that she could see, the people around her, and it went up, and when it exploded, that's when she realized the collateral damage of the buildings. Mm -hmm. So the fear of her isn't the Like, it is... It is not correct it is misplaced right. to be afraid of her power and when you really look at
1: that situation like what were her options
2: yeah, right she didn't true. she
1: really didn't have many and and hmm. it was a spur of the moment thing and she was very tra- very clearly trying to save people with what she did yeah. it's just the choice that she made at the spur of the moment also caused damage but hmm. what hmm. i think yeah. more it was more of i like
2: in that moment a lot more to like ghettoizing Right. Because Tony is a person who can do amazing, who has a suit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Widow is a person who has capabilities. Mm -hmm. Right. They are both fully human. They are not enhanced. They are not meta. Mm. Scarlet Witch has powers that people don't understand. And she can do things that frighten people. So we would like you to stay out of sight. And I actually, I'll even take Tony's side on this. I know I'm locking you up and not allowing you to leave, but it really is for your own good because people are terrified right now and it's not your fault, but you can do things they don't understand and you just need to stay out of sight for a while until this blows over. Like when you put it that way,
1: hmm.
2: it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's,
1: it's a PR thing. It it really is.
2: It felt more like yeah. PR than it did about anything else. Yeah, I mm. loved the vision in this BT Dubs. Oh, the vision
1: is. I love the. I just love the vision. In I this. do too. Well, he's fantastic. I just
2: love Paul Bettany. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. that he's got this ever. He's got this crush, and he doesn't know ah. what to do. Yeah, he's I love so his. Cute. I love his frustration with when he comes through. What we talked about this, but the door was open. So why can't t- I? I. Uh, okay, I'm leaving.
1: Through
2: the, the door apparently through the door, I don't understand these rules
0: <laughs> yeah i always I always love the robot Android characters honestly I always i I was excited about the vision coming into here yeah. since way back when, and is it red tornado that's in the d c universe justice League just yeah. I, I just like the robot characters because they're yeah, they're just like children, they're super smart children, which is I don't know how I feel I am, I guess maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, they can, they can take that perspective that looks at things truly from the outside, taking all Mm. emotion out of it and going, well, I mean, this is what should happen. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's like, why well, I like Spock too. It's like an alien perspective as well. It's like, boy, have you ever looked at the way you humans do things? It doesn't really make sense, and you're like, oh, it doesn't. Yeah.
1: Or I, even I'll... Thor to some to some. Oh, extent. sure. Yeah, because Thor definitely has that outsider perspective.
0: Yeah, the as alien well. perspective. Yeah.
1: He has
2: an alien perspective, but he still has an emotional perspective. So both right. of those are valuable. Mm. Like true alien, not human, and then truly alien, not emotional. Like yeah. those are both valuable to bring into any conflict. I really loved that he pointed out since Iron Man, the rise of meta criminals has risen as well. And he's yeah. like, I'm not saying it's causation, but there's definitely correlation.
0: Right. Well, and I think that that's the interesting thing to me also about Tony and even Black Window. The fact that they're they're humans, they're vulnerable. So I think they have a greater insight to what that means of, you know, well, they're just – People with more and more powers keep on showing up. Well, that just means whether they're good or bad, it seems that more and more regular people keep on getting killed, you know? I I think that they're frightened about it and the fact that they're so human, whereas, you know, as great as Captain America is, you know, let's face it, his entire physicality was changed by the super soldier serum, including how his brain probably works, right? Not to say he's not the same great guy he was, but we don't know. You know, we don't know. Mm-hmm. And someone like Thor, who could kind of never be hurt, right? It's like, well, that's just a different worldview than someone like Iron Man or Falcon, right? Who it's like, yeah. well, he could fly around, but like he could pretty easily get his butt kicked. Or Ant Man, even like his mm-hmm. suit isn't even particularly that strong. That strong, sorry. Yeah. So I mean, there's just all these these dichotomies to or me.
1: War Machine is also yeah. human, or um- yeah.
2: Oh man, this movie did so much. We yeah, we broke War Machine. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's huge. That was a great moment. Also, yeah. the following moment of Tony Stank. Let's just Tony all Stank. <laughs> table for one. Yeah, that's not going away soon. Table for one for Tony Stank. Um, <laughs> like so that that's that's huge. We introduced two new characters. Mm-hmm. We have Black Panther and Spider Man both getting a thumbnail origin story and doing it well yeah Mm -hmm. right this like this movie does so many things right and it juggles so much very true and and gets and gets the beats right regardless like i i didn't feel like this movie was turgid it kept moving
1: oh yes absolutely it it was action-packed and kept moving forward and uh every scene felt significant every yeah, scene did, it did something
0: it did the heavy lifting yeah. and never forgot where it was too you know what i mean it's a yeah I, and it just had so much to do too
2: like the yeah. action scenes were terrific and kept and really like huge and fun to watch but they were doing other things too like ant-man going large damn that was like that whole that was fight. Brilliant. that whole Kaiju! fight was just so yes! great
0: can I admit, I watching that scene, that he... like, tears came from my eyes spontaneously watching him be huge. Because I'd, you know, read it in the comic books and stuff, and I'm just like, having watched Ant-Man, it's like that character being huge like that. I'm just like, this scene is glorious. Look <laughs> at him know. smash that plane. This is this is just the best thing ever. You it's know? like
1: Ultraman.
2: Yay. Yes. <laughs> if I tear myself in half, don't come back for me. Um, yeah. I love that he moved slower. Like yeah. that really helped, it was. but that, I mean that scene that scene showed us how he can fight. It showed us like, and he got to ride on on Hawkeye's arrow. It mm-hmm. got to show you what Spider Man can do. It got to show all of these characters doing what they do really well. Like that yeah. was a brilliant piece of visual storytelling.
0: Well even just Tony Stark's comment of, you know, it was very Tony Stark is like, so anyone else have any secret, fantastically amazing powers that you could just manifest right now for us? Uh, it'd be really helpful. They're Tiny just dude like,
2: got big. Yes.
0: They're like they're just like, I don't know what to do now. This is incomprehensible. I the, the whole board game has changed, you know.
2: When he goes inside Tony's suit and he's like, Whoa, 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 and he's like, um, nothing. Wait, who's talking to me? Uh your conscience. We don't talk that often.
0: Ha yeah, yeah. And then Ant Man, when he went uh, into Falcon suit, he just yeah. kept on saying, "You know, what? I'm sorry. I'm sure you're a really nice guy. Sorry about this. Sorry, also oh, sorry. I really like you and your your wings and everything. But I just got to do this. Like, just <laughs> yeah. it's actually honestly, that was a, a a thing I wasn't sure of when we were watching Civil War. Of you know, well, how hard are these battles going to be? Are these are they really going to like hate each other, or is it going to be? Pulling the punches, and admittedly, it was a bit pulling the punches. They were kind of like if you get in a tussle with a friend who's like drank too much or something, and you just yeah. like, you know what i you just need to sit down and you just gotta shove them. It was more like that rather than I mean, yeah, at the very end, Iron Man and Captain America, it gets pretty personal, yeah. but it's still they don't hate each other, they're just like pissed
1: well the fact both- that. That Iron Man is still alive by the end is probably pretty Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well I mean that's the whole thing. The civil war isn't is not I want to fight you. The civil war is I want to leave Mm. I want to stop you from leaving.
1: Mm. Yeah.
2: Like, we're trying to go do this thing. No, you're not allowed to do the, those things. We need to bring you in. I'm sorry, I need to go. So, all of the fighting is really just about, and it's a really good way to set up that fight scene, too, is it's just about getting them gone. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. and that's, and so that's why Ant Man is like, I'm going to try this thing. I'm going to create a diversion. You go. I'm going to mm. hold them off. Right. So, that means nobody's trying to kill each other. They're just trying to, like, stop each other yeah which which is good because it allows a lot more like it's it's more fun it's more fun to watch the characters like yeah like, they
0: can still be lighthearted, you know and be themselves and uh, and,
2: and spider-man's like i'm not pissed at you because let's remember when spidey gets pissed people get hurt right yeah right like like Spidey I don't like when you know that character like Mm -hmm. generally he's so laid back because he's just a kid he's a teenage kid he's like whatever so he just stops people and that's fine when Spidey gets pissed people get hurt Mm -hmm. so he's just like I'm just supposed to stop you that's what Mr. Stark said (laughs) I love that
1: he's such a boy scout
2: (laughs) Under ruse. Let's see. I, I really loved the, that, that actor, the guy who played Black Panther. Was he in Race or was he in 42? I can't remember. Mm. That sounds terrible. It sounds terribly racist of me. I feel like an asshole. I apologize. Maybe he like, was oh.
0: I didn't remember what he was from. No, honestly. he
2: starred in one of the two big movies starring a Black uh, big dramas starring a Black actor recently. Mm. Because I, I really liked the lead in both those. He was in, he was in 42. I'm pretty okay. sure of it. Chadwick Boseman? He was in 42. 42, yeah. That's the movie about Jackie Robinson.
1: Yes. Yeah. Mm. He plays Jackie Robinson. What's his
0: heritage? uh? He
1: he was also in Gods of Egypt. Uh, He was born in South Carolina, USA. Yes, he plays Toth, the god of wisdom
2: in Gods of Egypt. He was actually a black person in Gods of Egypt? Yes.
0: Deleted.
2: (laughs) He plays the effeminate god of wisdom, which offended me on two levels. Oh, on so many levels, actually, like, that apparently being smart makes you elitist and prissy.
0: Well, if you wanted to get into that, we could get into, you know, analyzing a lot of these movies from, like, a gender, queer identity, feminist perspective. Like, a lot oh. of them, especially the oh, X-Men movies. Yeah. There's there's oh, yeah. a ton to go there. Just think about Captain America using a shield and not a gun and how, like, all... All of the, like, uh, testosterone-filled uh, superhero movies or movies about guys kicking ass in the 80s, right? It's about the size of their gun, and they're going to shoot you with their Magnum gun. And, you know, you got Death Wish, here's my gun. Captain and who's America. who's the only
2: character who uses a gun in The Avengers? Black Widow.
0: Ah, isn't that interesting?
1: She's but the only character... About-
0: the, the, the metaphor of using a shield, right? Being protective, being maybe even say maternal, right? It's like, I'm not here to destroy. I'm here to just protect, you know, the little guy against the bully kind of a thing. Like, there's, there's a lot of symbolism in all these movies if you think about it. I, I think so anyway.
2: I, I, like having, uh, I like having the Scarlet Witch around. I think it offers oh, yes. a nice counterbalance to Black Widow, who is yes. your, your typical quote, strong female character, unquote. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. In that, you know, look at her. She can kick so much ass. And I like having a different form of womanhood available. And I'm Mm -hmm. excited for more women to join in that. Yeah. Like, can we we bring some more in, please? We definitely
1: need more. More Scarlet Witch. I like Scarlet Witch a lot. I like
2: having Rhodey and Falcon- Mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. as alternatives to Black Panther. Like, I like they st- that they started with Rhodey and Falcon mm-hmm. and then brought in Black Panther because, let's be honest about the history of Black Panther in the comics. Yes. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah. T- token L- black guy. Here you go. Yeah. He's from
2: Africa. Like mm-hmm. our African prince, right? Yeah. Now that we've got Black Panther, because we've already had Falcon and Rhodey, it becomes a lot less, oh, look at the stereotype of what blackness is. Mm-hmm. And then he's allowed to just be a really terrific regal character, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. And I also liked how they they really played against you know, there's a, a viral video going out showing you know, a- Africans and how they're depicted in movies that are in Africa. And it's like, yep, yeah, we're shooting guns in the air, we're shooting guns here and there. And in this movie, they didn't go there, right? That even. Uh, you know random terrorist bad guys and stuff it's like you know the african characters they leaders they're uh people who are just like regular people um i really like how in general this plays against those your traditional action movie stereotypes right it's uh, that right. just throws in a whole bunch of african thugs shooting guns right i, I thought that was quite interesting too
2: we get john hurt yay Yay, it makes me happy. I love it. Now, was he
0: yay. playing the same character Hurt, he played not John Hurt,
2: in? Not Hurt. William Hurt. I William Hurt.
0: Was he playing the same character he played in Hulk?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And doesn't that character eventually become a Hulk, like Red Hulk or something? Ooh,
2: I don't. I don't know the comics that well. I'm sorry. Like I
0: thought he. I thought his character had some medical problems, and then in this oh. show, in this movie, they're like, oh, I had triple heart bypass, and so. I think he becomes a Hulk, but that's Oh,
2: that's probably goodness, a ca- that's probably a remember. comic nod. That's probably a little easter egg for the comics fan of like Yeah. Hey, remember?
1: Yep, you not one of those things where they just set up. It's like if we need this later, we'll just stash this right here.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, he'd be a great voiceover for, you know, a CGI Hulk in the future, yeah, uh, why not? you know, why not?
1: why not? By the way, not enough Hulk in this movie.
0: Oh yeah.
2: Yeah, this is not a full-on Avengers. This that's is Captain America Civil War.
1: And let's be honest... It has just it, about everybody else. I mean, it doesn't have to Anybody who Hulk, got
2: but... the Hulk would win. Like, if you wanted to keep it, like, truly interesting on who's going to win, like, oh, they have the Hulk, they win.
0: What you're saying is true, but I think it's more about, like, isn't aren't the rights still kind of... Like, the, I thought that's what Mark Raphael had said about why there won't be a standalone Hulk movie is because there's still a rights issue you to know, the character. That's
1: very possible, but... I mean, still, they could still use them.
0: More, oh yes. And
1: I, I mean, I, I assume that they got rid of Hulk and Thor just because they already have enough going on in Civil War. I mean, oh yeah, you know. yeah, they
2: don't. They were introducing two new characters plus all the ones they've already got. Like, and it's and because they've now they've got Widow, they've got Hawkeye, they've got Falcon, they've got Rhodey, they've got Vision, they've got Scarlet Witch. And you're adding an Ant Man and Spider Man, and Black Panther. Like seriously, you don't need more on there because yeah. when you pull in too many characters, then they don't. Then it turns into Ultron, where you're like that character did not have enough to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Although this may mean we might get Hulk and Thor, Ragnarok. Right?
0: That'd be great. Is
2: that, is that what um, I'm thinking? Yes, that's going to happen. That would be awesome. Um, oh. Also, mm. because for me. Looking at the character they've established as Bruce Banner, mm-hmm. I think Bruce would stay out of this fight. I I would
0: agree with you. I think they brought that up kind of too, right? Weren't they like, are you sure he'd be on your side? Yeah.
2: Like Bruce would look at this and go, I have my personal feelings about this, but the reality is I don't want any of you having a claim on me.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like well, yeah. I will
2: show up when I show up. I will help where I can, but- I am a danger to myself and others. Nobody gets to have control of me. Not the Accords, not the Avengers. Mm-hmm. I'm staying out of this. Like the I feel like even if the Hulk had been a part of the team, the minute it came up, he'd be like, I'm outie.
0: And in the comics, there's plenty of characters who did that, who just did not participate in the uh, Fantastic Four. You know, Not to bring anyone up for more than a minute, but in the comics during the Civil War... Um, who's the rock guy? But he just went to France and like didn't partake.
1: Oh, the, uh, thing? The thing.
0: Yeah, the thing just was like, I'm not gonna do anything. I'm not gonna take a side. And then I believe Sue Storm and, um, and, uh, the stretchy guy were on opposite sides. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Stretchy Mr. Stretch, Stretch Armstrong,
0: right? That was one of the Fantastic
1: Four. That's and... Plastic Man, right?
0: Oh, God. <laughs> Played yeah. by Jim Carrey, I'm sure.
1: Oh. Yeah, where's oh. my Plastic Man movie? God damn it.
2: I'm sure oh, it's coming. Yeah, I know, I know. Keep hoping. Keep hoping. I feel like, you know what? This could go on for years. People are like, well, eventually the pendulum swings. And I'm like, um... Or if you successfully just branch it out to where you can encompass all movie genres within your universe, why mm-hmm. does it have to end?
1: hmm Can we have a movie that's just Plastic Man, The Elongated Man, and Mr. Fantastic all together?
2: Oh my god. Like, I would love to just see them all sitting at home watching a movie. Nobody yeah. be moving. There'd just be random arms like, here's a beer, I need a snack. I'm not even gonna bring the bowl of popcorn in, because I don't need to.
1: It would be but like- please,
0: a- please bring Twister. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It would be like looking at a bowl of ramen. Oh, yeah. Multicolored.
0: Who would win the game of Twister, though? Come on. You know, you want to know.
1: We all would.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We win. Yay. Yay. I like that the the reason the Nazi guy stuck his head up is because of the files that Widow released at the end of Winter Mm -hmm. Soldier. Like, yep. that's a nice tie in like there are consequences for your actions and here's one of them mhm mm-hmm. Uh, like i i really liked that i love that uh hawkeye comes out of retirement mhm like that he's supposedly retired i love the way they play the vision that he's trying to cook that he hurts like it is one of iron man's own teammates truly that is the cause of rody being damaged yeah mm-hmm. I, I love the scene where rody is like I'm a soldier. I accept that this is part of the price I might pay. And this is okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it sucks. Don't get me wrong. It sucks. But my life is not
1: over. I love the balance of power between all the characters. It's the, this character can one-up this character in this way, but this character can one-up this character. So there's nobody who truly has an upper hand. There's like, a balancing effect where it's like rock, paper, scissors with 20 different people. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Ant-Man is almost invincible when he grows to giant size, except when Spider-Man does this. And, but Spider-Man can be taken down by this person doing this. And the vision is almost godlike, except the Scarlet Witch can do this. And, mm. and the Scarlet Witch is almost in- invincible. But, you know, hey, uh, was it War Machine? Took her down with a, yeah. a sonic weapon or, you know, uh, one uh, it, or maybe it was Iron Man, but it's mm. like one one of the non-powered people took down Scarlet Witch with something technological. Mm. And I I love that kind of interweaving of who can keep who in check.
0: Yeah, it's almost as quickly as you could think about, like, how could someone possibly do that? And they're like, oh, that's how, yeah, they got them. How could someone then defeat that? And it's like, oh, that's plausible to me too, you know? (laughs) What
2: I also like is that the main villain is totally human.
1: Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not talking
2: about an Ultron. We're not talking about aliens from beyond the stars. We're not talking about S.H.I.E.L.D. is actually HYDRA, a whole organization. It is one man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that and not a super genius no just a guy
0: and patient
2: a patient guy like a man with a plan I love that because it it shows that these superheroes are not invincible in any real way yeah. Like, right. like, because that is the problem with the superhero mythos. Is well, how does anybody win against them? It's the it's the Superman problem. Like, if he can uh-huh. fly that fast, if he can, if nothing can hurt him, and he can do all these things, then literally, how is? anything bad ever going to happen ever. It's the God problem. It's the omnipotent problem. Mm -hmm. And what this story does is remind you of these people aren't omnipotent. They don't know everything. And if you have a plan and you move methodically step to step, you can still be as powerful as these superheroes in really horrible ways. That makes it sound like I'm applauding the villain. (laughs) I
1: apologize. So what have we learned today, folks?
2: Hmm. That the truly great films... I'm sorry, I can't help it. I'm an English teacher. They have a theme. (laughs) Like when I can point to, there's a theme there, I'm happy.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, you want a theme and not a mess, you know. Yeah, yeah.
2: Like, because what what a theme is, is just a really well-stated central idea. Like, Mm -hmm. what is the topic that we are exploring with this film? And Iron Man 3 for me does that, no holds barred. And while I love Avengers, like Avengers for me, I couldn't state a theme. But God damn it, Civil War. I can state a theme. And it's not yeah. friend against friend either either. Like it mm-hmm. is a more subtle theme. I love it. I love it. It makes me so happy. Oh, my little English teacher heart. <laughs> what would you what would
0: you summarize that theme being?
2: Well, I'm not saying it is the theme. I but think. What if there you had
0: like, to, though? What if you? Well, you the know. theme
2: that I find most compelling—how yeah. about I put it that way—is yeah. this theme of vengeance mm-hmm. and yeah. the cost—the cost of vengeance.
0: That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that interesting for it to not be an Avengers movie, but I mean, it makes sense for a Civil War movie, and the fact mm-hmm. that these are all tied together so much, and everyone is—they're so motivated by vengeance. But yeah, yeah. I think that's a really great point.
2: So well, thank you, David. I appreciate your support on that. <laughs> Yay! Yeah.
0: I'm just here to mansplain and tell you why these things. You know, I'm just here to le- leg- legitimate you, and you know, without my say so, you would have been, you know, well, wrong. Thank
2: God you're here to approve of my choices. <laughs> I was, I was feeling really. You know, lost. it's been a
0: privilege. It's been a, a literal privilege, Wendy, to be here. And yes. <laughs>
1: So we should ask David the questions. We should ask David the questions. Oh, question number one: Who are you?
0: Oh, David Tyler McKay.
1: Woo! <laughs> that it
2: was just that easy. Yeah. Question number two: So, like, what do you do?
0: I teach geography, mm-hmm. and geography in all different ways. Geography is literally everything—just where.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Side it is B the suitable. fuck up it is. that's brilliant you name
0: it it's psychology sociology it's earth sciences and geology it's it's literally everything uh just where and so i teach different classes on different topics human geography physical geography uh world geography i teach about cities i teach how to make maps and so then you could just depict where things are in different ways and so that's what i do
2: cool I like it. Mm, Very cool. Nice. Yes.
0: Yeah, so any college students out there? Come take my classes. University of Saint Thomas World Geography, Metropolitan State University Human Geography.
1: That's all I got I mean, going on this if summer. If I were still
2: taking classes, I'd take your class because that's exactly the kind of class my nerd got on for.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. Like,
2: I'd sociology. I was like, Haha, I'm a theater major, and yet, and my poor sociology professor, like, you'd be good at this. You should change majors. I'm like, no. no that's <laughs> adorable. It's adorable that you said that, and I
1: appreciate it. Yeah. Question number 3 Uh-oh. Now, if you were to make a pleasure dome for yourself, if, if Kubla Khan declared that you should ha- you shall have a pleasure dome with all the accoutrements inside that would make you happy, if you had designed a man cave for yourself, let's say, what would be in your pleasure dome?
0: Oh, my God. Mmm. All right, I'm just getting the porn plots out of my brain. Uh, so I guess it would be... <laughs> You know, I just really i i'm obsessed with maps and reading about the world. So Ooh. I hate to say it, and I'm old school. Like I have tons of books, like just books and books and books. So it would be, but you know, just internet connection can do that. So that sounds kind of like a lame thing to say. Room of books,
1: but there's you know, no there's something books, to have but books. books. You don't have mm. to recharge books. Huh? You 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 can bring them into the bathtub without much fear. Mm. Uh, you know there's... And there's something you know, very tactile about books. I can appreciate books. Mm. You know, I mean, look around you, David. What do books. you see? Books. <laughs> there are books here.
0: <laughs> this is my uh, pleasure dome right here of books. <laughs>
1: I
2: also think, David, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one for your pleasure dome, an interactive <clears throat> globe, like a globe oh. that updated itself. Oh. oh, that'd be sexy, man. I love to look at globes so hard. Mm. Me
0: too, man. Globes. I just, I just want to make love to the world. I guess that'd be the access is basically having sex with the world. If it was technical, never mind.
2: (laughs) I don't want to hear about it. Okay, Okay. last question, David. Yes. Do you have a pleasure dome recommendation for our listeners? This can be anything that has brought you pleasure uh, recently, or long term, or whatever. It can be a movie or TV show, but I mean, we it can be anything. We've had donuts. We've had vegetables mm-hmm. recommended.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: anything recently you're like, you know what made me happy? This.
0: Wow. Well, all right. I'm going to say two things just because the first thing that comes to mind would be just predictable, which is, you know, I just marathoned all these superhero movies and I had lots of fun doing it. Like, they're uh-huh. all great. But I've been I've been uh, doing a lot of improv lately. Mm-hmm. I think people should get out and see theater and watch and or do theater um and including improv and just try to be funny out there. That's what I, my recommendation is. Just try to be funny. For me,
1: <laughs>
2: entertain <laughs> me, people. I need entertainment. Are you not entertained, <laughs> Melissa? Do you happen to have a pleasure dome recommendation Ooh, of yourself?
1: I'm I'm trying to think of one. Um um um. Oh, let me really quickly say. So I did this
0: uh, show that's called Encycl- Encyclopedia Show, and it's edutainment. And at the end end of it, I did in fact say, "Are you not edutained?" So just oh, reference your bravo. little. See oh, you. you yeah. would have got well, it. They is did it not. Truly, they did not get it. I got it.
2: it. I got it. Is it truly right. edutainment? Because I feel like people just make shit up there too.
1: Mine was. Oh, good job, Encyclopedia Show. Totally edutainment.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying. I feel like sometimes people are like. I also am just gonna. Maybe do this thing that may or may not be true it's a uh, it's a fair
0: argument and it it depends on the people you know um but i just i speaking for myself, mine was probably too uh educational but you know
1: well <laughs> received
0: it was about the French Civil War and the meaning of space. And uh, led off into, for example, like the new downtown stadium in Minneapolis, and it's called the First Bank Stadium. it's like, well, it used to be a place, although I know people complained about the Humphrey Dome and all that, it was named after a person who did things that were things that, like, are very respectable, right? And there's a fight over space in the world and the cities and meaning of these spaces. And the fact that we have a big dome that's just named after some faceless entity business,
2: Not just any business, a fucking bank. Bank.
1: Oh, don't get me started, you know. uh, (laughs) Thanks to the
2: Supreme Court, that bank is a person. Fuck Uh, you very much. uh, Fuck you very much. uh, I have a Pleasure Dome recommendation because, you know what? Fuck banks. I want to turn it around. I want to talk to you about something that I think will bring you delight. Okay. I don't care when this goes up. I feel like this movie that just came out recently has already dropped off the radar. Like it didn't hit hard enough for people to be excited. Mm. And so I'm betting a lot of you didn't go see it and you should. Keanu. Oh, Keanu Peele. Key and- Key, the Keanu Peele
0: movie. Mm. No, I love Keanu Peele, but I didn't see the movie.
2: I want to lower your expectations. It's not knock it out of the ballpark great, Aww. but it is laugh out loud funny. It is something that these two are incredibly good at, and it is, at its best, it is ridiculous. Like, truly ridiculous. And I went out and saw it last night, and I, I giggled throughout, and at the end, I had a smile on my face. And I can think of no higher praise. Like, is it going to change your life? No. Will it make you happy? Yes. Also Keanu Peel deserve more support. We want them making more movies. We Nails want straight. them making more art. Go see this goddamn movie because there is the cutest fucking cat named Keanu. <laughs> he is so cute. <laughs> Well, and, and their wears TV wears show is fantastic. Durag. It is. Oh, their TV show is terrific.
0: Yeah, and they're super geeky. You know, I don't know if you guys ever oh. heard of the the story about how they first met and decided that they, they kind of fell into friend-like, but was over uh, Star Trek, and they were like geeking out about <laughs> Star Trek, and they're both like, next gen? They're like, next gen? Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, next gen, me too. And they kind of just fell into f- friendship love. Over discussing how much they love Next Gen together and and that branched off. And they do sketches about, you know, zombies and science fiction stuff all the time. Oh,
2: I mean, their show is top notch. Their show has so much to say about so many things. Mm -hmm. I'm Mm -hmm. telling you, don't skip this movie. Like, it's not terrific. I want to lower your expectations. I don't want you to be disappointed about it. But it is funny. It is very funny and we want these guys to make more movies. I want to see more for them because they're such a great and unique voice and we need more voices like them. Because yes. they are an, a very unapologetic black voice, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they are not a black voice that is trying only to reach a black audience. Like, yes. And, mm. they are being al- and they are being allowed to market to not just a black audience which let's be honest about how Hollywood works a little bit is uh, there's a little bit of just who you're allowed to see movies for right this movie like they were they were like you know what white people would like it too and like fuck you a little bit for thinking so little of me but mm. you're right I fucking liked this movie
1: <laughs> so my recommendation I actually thought of my recommendation just before you launched into Keanu it's also a key and peel recommendation. Ah. Hey! <laughs> Uh, I ran across uh, one of their videos from their show online this week, and it's it's a perfect skit. It's a perfect comedy sketch. Um, not safe for work, but it's called Office Homophobe. Yes! Yeah. Yes! I love that one! <laughs> you know, the premise being uh, Key and Peel are sitting at opposite desks, and one of them is very clearly flaming gay and he starts talking about his sex life to his coworker, and the coworker's like no don't talk to me about sex stuff at work and, and the the gay oh my god so is like, oh my god you're a homophobe i can't and he and it just goes on from there and it's structurally perfect it is just a perfect comedy sketch like the 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 ending is just a mic drop and it is wonderfully done so Mm -hmm. it's i will put the link in the show notes so we can all enjoy it you are
0: homophobic
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah the ending is a mic drop yeah yeah it's beautiful all right melissa take us on home let's wrap this thing up so dear listeners thank you for joining us on xanadu cinema pleasure dome i have been melissa and i've been joined as always by my cohort in austin wendy Hello. And we have Goodbye. been joined. Thank you so much, David. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. And uh, we will see you next week or or something like that. We'll talk to you again soon. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye. <laughs> what's, that, what's
1: the what's uh, uh, theme? I don't think that's it.
2: That's key. Which one uh, is that? We
1: need Eric Knight here ah. Yeah,
2: he would know
1: Yeah, he can just whip that shit out He is so old
2: He is, okay <laughs> Alright, I'm stopping this recording now
1: Yeah. So we'll we'll put a cap on this for right now. Captain we'll America
0: back. cap.